0: welcome to a wildlife with michael the wildlife detective i am jim fisher this is
1: michael the wildlife detective
0: that's right see he doesn't have a last name for purposes of this podcast even though i've heard that your last name is bert from b-i-r-t but michael the wildlife detective sounds much better anyway so we have michael's podcast he michael is a um entrepreneur he's got a pest and termite um and pest control company like in 360 but more importantly we've got Research Wild which is a non-profit an environmental non-profit Michael just for people who have heard us for the first time mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about what Research Wild does
1: Yeah of course um Research Wild is a uh, education support non-profit that creates educational experiences and curriculum in the uh genre of Nature education, wildlife conservation, um, teaching kids and adults about the natural world.
0: That's awesome. Now, I know you've been doing this for a long time. Um, we're based here in New Orleans, but the the nonprofit reaches countrywide, mm-hmm. right? Worldwide, as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so we also we set up because conservation is a global issue. Uh, We set up international and domestic experiences um, for um, all ages, um, 18 plus. So if you want to volunteer and go see the world and actually help out, you can join one of our programs. If you're a student in college that wants to um, become, increase your marketability in the job market, um, join one of our programs. And if you're just, uh, you know, interested in uh going... saving the planet, right? The planet, and just being yeah. a
0: nice person and mm-hmm. not kicking dogs and being a bad and being a bad guy. Exactly. Um yeah, those are those are all really important things. That's why I got involved with it. Um so you you've had a lot going on since the last conversation we have. Mm-hmm. Um and there's a couple things that we really want to cover today. But tell me most recently what what you kind of did. The last time we 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 spoke, you were talking about a trip to Indonesia that you were making. Tell me about that.
1: Right, um because of a very um, generous generous gift, um, we were able to raise the money to get to Indonesia and finalize the logistics for our first ever research wild Indonesia um, study abroad internship and research program
0: that's cool so it, it, and I know the internship's going to happen I know you you've done a little bit of this um. Tell everyone exactly what the internship would would entail for those who are involved.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Um, So the reason we were finalizing the logistics is so that when you come on a trip, basically everything is paid for except for your flight there in bed. Um, When you show up, your room and board is taken care of. All the travel logistics is taken care of. You don't have to worry about a thing. The host picks you up at the airport. Um, Our wonderful host, OFAT, with the Ophora Foundation Mm -hmm. will pick you up at the airport, take you to his beautiful village, um, and you'll stay at his homestay while uh, the students will be introduced to the indigenous culture history um, of the region. And uh, they're actually not just going to be sitting there learning, about all that stuff, which is amazing in itself, sure. but they'll be able to go travel through the village and, um, visit, you know, neighbors of OFAT and learn about how they make a living.
0: So how long would an internship like this, and I know you were there for a couple of weeks, how long would an internship for one of these kids, I say kids, they're, you know, young adults last.
1: Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's a month. So. They start in the village learning about the culture and the history, and then it's, um, it follows a module-based curriculum where they're then going to learn about um, like uh, wildlife management, mm-hmm. terrestrial and aquatic. So they'll be um, spending some time on the beach, uh, doing some scuba diving, snorkeling, doing some coral transplanting. Then they're going to be following the rhino unit into the World Heritage Site called Ujung Kulung National Park. And it's a uh, wonderful, pristine rainforest peninsula um, right between Sumatra and Java. Okay. Right at the I'm edge gonna of pretend. Java.
0: I'm going to pretend like I know where that's at. Yeah,
1: yeah. So mm-hmm. if you, if you want to look at it on the map, it's at the, right at the edge of uh, Java, right where um, Sumatra kind of comes up.
0: Okay. There. Yeah. So a good, a good time for them. Tell me a little bit, and I guess just describe some of the things that you saw. I know this is not your first trip out this way into this part of the world for someone who, you know, obviously like we we live in New Orleans, right? Most of us live in cities. Right. Um it, it's a much different world here to say the least. Describe to someone like that, to that type of layperson, what the kind of things that you're seeing and feeling that that look and feel different as you come into Indonesia and into these places.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a um that's a good point. Uh so one of the biggest questions I always get asked is um is, well, why should I care about what's happening over there, you know, when we got everything happening here? We definitely
0: have problems if you're hearing this anywhere, but in New Orleans, like, you can pick up the newspaper, we have problems.
1: Yeah, we got problems. But you know what? There's a lot of uh, um, commonalities between problems over there and over here, Um, and one of the great things about traveling and experiencing other places is you start to learn how um, similar some of these problems are, and how we as humans, because we're all human, <laughs> we come from different places, but we're all still humans. Um, we deal with it in relatively similar ways.
0: Can you give me one an example of one of those similarities, like a problem that's here that they're gonna face there?
1: Right. Um so um poverty is a big one. Okay. You know, there's areas of New Orleans um that face poverty and there's there's citizens in our, our city that face um poverty level issues and uh they face the same things out there especially in the rural areas um and they deal with it with community outreach education Mm -hmm. trying to um empower the communities within themselves
0: i know that it's not um common for people to to think of poverty being uh an environmental issue Mm -hmm. um and, and by the way, you're listening to A Wildlife with Michael, the wildlife detective. I'm your host, Jim Fisher. Um, they they don't generally equate poverty and with with environment, but it is, isn't it?
1: I, I don't. Yeah, I've never understood why it's not more commonly linked, because okay. po- what comes from poverty is so many things that affects the environment uh, from pollution. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't they lack the ability or care you know, to properly dispose of their trash. Uh so a lot of it gets fed into the river systems, which then gets fed into the other
0: ecosystems. Into the drinking water into
1: everything else. That's one thing. Another thing um is uh, like abuse of the area because if they're not able to um fund ways to get food from other sources, they're gonna they're gonna use what they have around them and it can lead to Decimation of certain species.
0: So Michael, I know this would obviously be, and I think it goes without saying, kind of a life-changing experience for someone who's a young adult walking into this situation for the first time and having their eyes opened. Especially if they're someone who's kind of always grown up with, you know, clean drinking water and clean and relatively clean air and streets to drive on. Though in New Orleans the streets are debatable. Um can you describe for me, I know this is not your first trip and your first time doing something like this, but can you describe for the audience what it was like the first time walking into this situation um, and just how you felt and how it changed your life and the kind of the trajectory that you were going on?
1: Yeah, um, it, it was quite amazing. Um, when, when you step off the plane for the first time and um, you're in a new country, the first things you start to realize is you see the kind of differences, um, whether there's like more traffic, you know the noises, the smells. It's
0: a denser your, population in some ways, your, at least yeah, in the senses, city anyway, right? Yeah,
1: your senses are just overloaded. Like Jakarta's um, massive, massive. It's one of the largest cities in the world, and um, and then when you start to um, be there for a while. You start to see the similarities. So the overload that happens at first, the culture shock, as they call it, it starts to fade. And then you start seeing all these amazing similarities. And you start, um, if you allow yourself open to it, you start to connect with the people. And um, you really see that, you know, they're trying to make the best life for themselves, security, uh, whether that's uh, personal security, food security you know, doing the best for their families. Um, and yeah, it's it's a very enriching, enriching and mind-blowing um, realization.
0: So you're listening to A Wildlife with Michael, the wildlife detective. The nonprofit is Research Wild. The website is researchwild.org. Now, it goes without saying that these type of things cost money, right? They don't happen free. Nothing happens in a vacuum. Um, which kind of brings us to the second thing that we want to talk about. Uh, this trip, like to, to fund something like this for some kids, mm-hmm. what are we talking per kid? Like how much would that be, roughly? Ballpark right.
1: for, um, so after going through the logistics and we went through it painstakingly with OFAT line by line, item by item, um, transparency is huge with us. Because uh, when we're sending students over there, whether it's living conditions or mm-hmm. how much is this going to cost? I
0: and mean, OFAT's a governmental authority, right? He's not a government. He's okay. a private
1: citizen, um, but he works very closely with the government. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: So it's all very legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really what I wanted to make sure, that people knew that this was something that was extremely transparent and above board. Right.
1: Right. And OFAT and myself, um, he's done a lot of stuff with in the AZA world, which is the American Zoos and Friends okay. Association. So he's worked a lot with um, zoos here in America, and that's kind of how we found each other.
0: Okay. And, um. So yeah. per kid, what are we looking at?
1: So we're looking at around. Um. It's eight thousand four hundred ninety-five dollars for the month.
0: Okay, so close to nine thousand. Mm-hmm. Um. And ideally, you want to send a few kids at a time, right?
1: <laughs> right. I never want to send one student by themselves. Well, that would be
0: that would be uncomfortable. Just,
1: yeah. Not part of the experience yeah exactly with group
0: and and you want to do this every year
1: right um
0: hopefully multiple times a year if it if you know finances allow
1: of course and uh the best time for students is the summer okay so definitely aiming for the summer and we have a rolling admission throughout the summer so as long as the dues are in for the experience 30 days in advance um we're good to go
0: so one of the things that's happening here, if you if you happen to live in the New Orleans area, is that you're you've got a gala event coming up on March nineteenth, and it's going to be at Carmo Restaurant. Um, we were lucky enough to interview the owner in our la- in one of our last podcasts, and great guy, incredible restaurant. Um, tell me a little bit about the event because the the proceeds from that event are going to go towards launching the nonprofit into a new space mm-hmm. so we can be able to do these type of things more often. Right. So tell me about the event.
1: Right. Yeah. So first off, I can't say enough great things about Dana, um, the head chef and owner of Carmo, um, just opening his space and being so welcoming. And also he's going to be helping in the kitchen. He's going to be creating some dishes that are unique to the event. And they're going to be a nice fusion of Indonesian Creole and Cajun um, culinary
0: uh stuff food stuff, yeah, yeah food. good things yeah, um, yeah more importantly there'll be alcohol there so that'll be awesome yeah. so you can drink as much as you want um michael said he's not going to drink he's going to be everybody's designated driver which is going to be amazing so i think my <laughs> wife is going to get destroyed um so the event is on march 19th it is a ticketed event right it's a
1: ticketed how event how much
0: are we talking per ticket
1: so the event is uh, pre-sale so okay. we got presale tickets going on right now. Okay. One ten. One ten
0: pre-sale. Is that per person or for a couple?
1: That's per person.
0: Okay, cool. And that includes your food and some drinking.
1: Exactly. Okay.
0: Is it okay. an open drinking? So that's a real question.
1: So there's a wine and beer bar for okay. general admission. So that's okay. a general admission ticket. Okay. Um VIP admission, which is five hundred dollars, gets you an extra ticket. So for your date. So okay, so two tickets.
0: Yeah, two tickets for 500
1: And you get early access okay. to the event mm-hmm. with an open bar. That sounds like a really good time. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, if you are interested in getting tickets to this event, you can go to rwild.org. I'm sure there's a link up there. There's also a bit.ly created at bit.ly, which is B-I-T period L-Y slash Our wild gala. Mm -hmm. So you can get your tickets there right now. What time is the event on March 19th?
1: Right. So, um, early access for VIPs, Mm -hmm. 6 PM, 6 PM, uh, general admission opens at seven. Okay. And I, along with the food and the drink, there's going to be a silent auction, which is run by a good friend of both of ours.
0: Chuck. Chuck Yes. Chuck is great. Silent auction. There'll be a lot of awesome items there. Obviously the money generated from that is going to go to the you know to to research wild. Um and that that in and of itself just watching Chuck work a room a little bit oh, yeah. is great, amazing. Michael, you're going to get up and give a speech, right?
1: I I will have to give a speech and um yeah, we're going to have some uh uh videos present. Do okay. A little video because what's amazing about karma is there's um it's just such an interesting atmosphere. But they have a viewing area in the back. It's got like a projector screen, mm-hmm. some seats. So it makes this little intimate viewing um, oh, for, awesome. for videos.
0: Yeah, so that, um, that's going to be a good time. Um, and definitely, and, and it's really, and I think which is cool, it's your first fundraising event that you've done for Research
1: Wild. This is the first one ever.
0: First, long time coming with, mm-hmm. with this one. So it's mm-hmm. important that we, we do this one correctly um, and that it's a good time. You know, and and that's really all it is, right? Mm-hmm. And here's the reality: if people are on the fence about if they want to do something like this, one, if you support the environment, this is a very worthy cause. Uh, but number two, if you're going to go out in New Orleans, it, it's really easy to spend a few hundred bucks, right? Right. Um. So why not spend a few hundred dollars and and do something that that's going to help our community, right? Right. Um. Yeah. We we've got a lot of issues here, so. Definitely, we want to make sure that people sign up for this. This is something that we're going to be talking about, probably ad nauseum, and reaching out to folks to make sure that they know this is happening. Yeah. Um, The other thing that we have going on is you you have a new intern, right? So you have an intern that started.
1: Speaking of first ever.
0: Yeah, Joseph, go ahead and step up to the mic, introduce yourself yourself a little bit, um, just so we can find out a little bit about you and make sure that you get close. Um, So Joseph, tell me where you go to school. I go to Tulane University. Okay, Tulane. Um, and what's your, what's your current major at Tulane? My current major is anthropology. Anthropology? Okay, mm-hmm. and is that what you want to do when you grow up? That's what I like to say to all people that are younger than me now. I mean, mostly I want to work in the environment okay. and help uh, a declining environmental state. Okay, very cool. You know, How did you get hooked up with Michael? What kind of brought you to uh, Research Wild? Um, one of my advisors suggested that I get an internship, and she kind of pushed me toward michael okay cool and it's my understanding that is this his first day as an intern with us
1: yeah yeah this is the first day and um yeah i met uh his advisor at an event so networking works.
0: very cool yeah i mean networking definitely works all right um have you had did like i know michael like kind of grew up loving animals and you know he's got a whole thing and we can psychologically delve into why he did that um, on another date. I think we actually did that in we one did. show. That was <laughs> but, our first episode. <laughs> yeah, but um, was has this been a long time passion of yours? Oh yeah, for sure. Like growing up, uh, I've driven all over the country. I've been to forty-five continental U.S. states. I've been to most of the national parks. Yeah, it's been a love that my parents instilled in me since I was small. Okay, very cool. Well, look, welcome to the team. I think it's going to be a fun semester here for you. Um, And definitely the event in March is is going to be a good time, and I'm sure we'll have you in, in another couple of podcasts when we do another one here in a few weeks. Um, So, couple things to just for to kind of recap everything, and, and really most important thing is if you are interested in going to the gala in March on March 19th, that is a Sunday, starting at six o'clock. If you get a VIP ticket for $500, which is for two, or if you want to get individual tickets, or $110 per person. Yeah, not a very lot. I don't know if you've been to any restaurants lately, but we went out for our anniversary a couple weeks ago, and I mean, we spent two fifty. We didn't even think about it, and we didn't right. even drink.
1: Right. That's what's crazy. We didn't yeah. even drink. And there's um, just gonna be such unique dishes that are just gonna be
0: ooh, once in a lifetime. Can you tell me about one of the dishes, or is it a secret?
1: So um, we are still formulating the menu, but he does have a um, Indonesian uh, alcoholic beverage that he's working on, and. One of his uh, bakery chefs, she actually owned a restaurant in Indonesia for many, many years.
0: Okay, very cool. So definitely, as we find out more about the menu and what we're doing, we'll release some short videos and some podcasts about that.
1: Um, But
0: definitely get some tickets for that. We'll put the link up in the um in the show notes for this page and again if you want to go to it you can you can get a ticket at rwild.org uh the website for research wild or go to our bit.ly at bit.ly slash rwild gala this has been another episode of a wildlife with michael the wildlife detective I'm here